Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swaddlers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swaddlers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Welcome to AVG, Asian Boss Girl, podcast for the modern day Asian American woman. My name is Mel. I'm Janet. I'm Helen. And I'm Sherry Cola. Woo! <laughs> you know, here at ABG, we love talking about representation, especially with Asian American women. And the landscape in entertainment has been so rich and diverse lately. And we are so excited to be talking about that today. Ugh, yes. My favorite topic. And honestly. we are so excited to have Sherry Cola here with us today. Finally. Finally. You are on yeah. our podcast. I've been on the wait list <laughs> for We've three been years. You've been busy. You've been working. Yeah. Okay. We've been on your wait list. Yeah. No, on her wait no. list. We're always at the front of the line with each other. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're finally here yeah. today. Yes. Sherry is an incredible actress and stand-up comedian. You may recognize her on her role as Alice Kwan in Good Trouble, as the host of Character Media's 19th Unforgettable oh Gala. God, that was the best time. Yeah, you were amazing during <laughs> so that. Fun. You were so funny. I blacked out, but it was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you were drinking a lot too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You may also recognize her on Kevin Hart's LOL Network or oh my Funny God. or Die. Oh my God. Oh my gosh, you did those things. Yeah. <laughs> those, are, those are good times. The, sketch, the sketches, the yeah. online sketches. We did our research on you. Yeah, yeah. You may also, too deep. Too deep. also recognize her as the voice of Helen in Turning Red. <gasps> I was one Aww. of the aunties. I was one of the glorious aunties. Love yeah. that. <laughs> I'm there adding footnotes to everything, <laughs> <laughs> everything you're saying. Yes. She is just such an incredible human being. Like wherever you go, whatever space you take up, I feel like you just bring the gift of joy mm-hmm. and positive energy. Like every time we see you at an event, I'm like, where's Sherry? I just want to feel comfort and oh, joy. Oh my God. So you're an amazing human being. Thank you so much for being on our podcast today. Thank you. And you know the feeling is mutual. What you three are radiating right now is just fueling my soul and filling my cup, my diva cup. <laughs> My emotional diva cup is has runneth over. <laughs> uh, but no, that means a lot. And honestly, y'all have been doing this for oh, a minute. Like you have been preaching this and and, and walking the walk. And um, I'm very proud of the three of you for Agent Boss Girl. Truly, 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 it's an honor to be on here and talk about representation. Because you know everything you just said. Like, how lucky are we right now to exist at this time mm. where we have a hand? in shifting the narrative yeah. Yeah. to having these conversations that are bridging the gaps between, you know, um, our families and like just just that cultural generational divide and, and just having these like conversations that we we never had before, you know, yeah. because we're giving ourselves permission to. Yeah. Right. That's the thing. Yeah. Due yeah. to trauma bonding, honestly, from the last few years, mm-hmm. like it's really brought the community together and like we can only root for each other, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. We want everyone to shine. Yeah, It's yeah. a beautiful yeah. thing. 
And I love that you're at the forefront of so much of this happening too. And you're, I'm like, yes, if anyone, like, I love that Sherry is there. I don't you know. know. I'm presenting for us with listen, her diva cup and her hats. I'm just <laughs> a Shanghai born, Californian raised, six to six, queer Asian baby girl. Well, let's talk about that actually. One of the things that we love and connect with you so much on is the fact that you were born and raised in Southern California. Born in Shanghai. Oh, born in Shanghai, I'm sorry. Raised in SGV. And then raised, yeah, in California, uh, in San Gabriel Valley, which is where a lot of my family was and where we have a lot of friends with like companies and businesses out there. And we want to know like kind of your story from when you were young, like how growing up there really affected your perception of like your Asian identity and the Asian community. Mm. Deep, very deep. Uh, it's a yes or no question. <laughs> uh, I, Next you question. Know, <laughs> you know, I'm really proud of my SGV roots. Like, I'll always tell people that I am from the 626. My mom has a restaurant there in San Gabriel, Oriental Express Cafe. Like I said, the year was 2000. Um, <laughs> and it's still strong, you know, yeah. just on San Gabriel Boulevard. Like, all the surrounding business have, like, come and gone. But she is just your classic Asian immigrant a mother who you know keeps her head down and puts food on the table that was her priority and i feel like a lot of my work ethic came from her because it just you know it's a testament to the american dream and how we came to this country and how dare i be ordinary you know what i mean mm. like how dare i let anything slip through my fingers like especially as um the only child of my my parents my dad remarried and and i have two half sisters but like i just feel like i i have to make an impact you know like how can i how can i rest uh if if my people aren't seen and heard mm. but of course that wasn't overnight you know cuz coming here to america we first landed in alhambra and i remember you know kids calling me chino on the oh. playground you know and like there was a moment where we we hopped from apartment to apartment like we didn't have money growing up um, How old but, were you when you first moved here? Like almost four. Okay. Oh, okay. But I went back to Shanghai a lot. Like I would spend mm -hmm. summers there, mm -hmm. just speaking Shanghainese at home as mm -hmm. well. Like that kept me connected to um, my my roots. And you know, my parents opening the restaurant when I was in fifth grade, uh, I had to communicate to the customers, mm -hmm. which sharpened my Mandarin because my mm -hmm. Mandarin's okay. But um, I was there like scooping rice, peeling potatoes, like, you know, at the cash register, just working there. Yeah. I remember this moment where I was young, maybe I was like five, and I had these neighbor kids, these American neighbor kids who were a little older. And I was always curious, like just maybe wanted to hang out with them. And they flipped me off <gasps> um, one day and I, and I had no idea what it meant. Uh. And I quickly found out what it meant when I did it to my mom's coworker. <laughs> and... At this time, my mom was working at this restaurant in St. Gabriel as well called Rolling Walk. And uh, I just remember my mom, I, I guess, finding out what it meant. And because the employees were horrified, you know. Yeah. Um, and my mom, like, just dragging me to this big refrigerator. Like, it, it, it was like a, a little cubicle, like a walk-in refrigerator. Mm -hmm. And just, like, spanking me. <laughs> um, but those moments, like, you, you learn, mm. like the hard way uh almost about being foreign you yeah, know because yeah. because you're just like thrown into this world where you mm -hmm. are a fish out of water mm -hmm. um and even though i grew up around a lot of asians like now there's even more asians in temple city alhambra but back then there was a good amount maybe like half at least yeah. half um but you still like sometimes feel like a fish out of water uh in your own community you know yeah. like just uh, whether it be class, whether it be 
and coolness. You know, I remember going to my friend's house and just being shocked that it was a house, mm-hmm. you know, because, mm-hmm. oh, I thought everyone lived in apartments. Yeah. Right, you know what I mean? Right. So little things like that, just you it kind of molds like um, who you are and, and, you know. But, yeah, I, I definitely did find a, a community um, do you in the find 626. That, do you find that that experience kind of plays into, like, your humor? Like, at what point when you were younger did you realize, A, that you were like, hey, I'm kind of funny, <laughs> and then, B, like, maybe I could do this for a job? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> you know, like... And I'm pretty sure y'all can relate, but because of the lack of representation, even the times where I was funny or when I liked uh, performing, like I hosted the talent shows in high mm. school. I was making videos in the film club that were so funny, like truly r- brilliant, like Oscar-worthy <laughs> short little skits um, in, in in 10th grade. Um, where are you, those? We got to share those. I know. Where you are know what? My, yeah. my, hey, that teacher, first of all, that the club was called Dragon Flicks. Nothing to do with being Asian. <laughs> it was more so like dungeon related. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we would um, make make uh, film projects on top of um, you know the the musicals, like the mm. backstage technician stuff. Yeah. Um, but we were just like immersed in that world, which is pretty cool. It was just something I joined that I really liked mm-hmm. um, to be around entertainment, I guess, and like mm-hmm. showbiz and, and in such a small form. The teacher, Mr. Kid, he mailed me a DVD of me hosting the talent show, but I haven't digitized it yet. Oh. Yeah. Uh, my mom also gave me a bunch of little cassettes of home videos that I haven't digitized either. But I need to do that because that'll be worth some money one day. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. I'm talking about just the cassettes in general because those are extinct. Uh, but, you know, even though I love performing, and I was like, I was voted most outgoing, you know, in no, the yearbook. Okay. Um, but also that wasn't overnight either. I feel mm-hmm. like it took a while for me to spread my wings and find my voice because my dad was so incredibly outgoing. Mm-hmm. He was such an extrovert. And he was very much the opposite of my mom where he wanted to embrace pop culture and like uh-huh. learn the language and and just he he was a wanderer um to a fault i guess because he had so many like different interests at at all times you know he wanted to open a froyo shop he wants to start an app like things like that mm-hmm. which i love him for because mm-hmm. that's also 50% of me yeah. um but my point is he was so much a social butterfly that it almost intimidated me like yeah. at a young age because he would be like really hard on me and be like well talk more yeah you know like yeah. make friends with the american kids you know all that stuff because he was kind of brainwashed about what america is you know yeah, so yeah. when they got divorced i almost like think that might might have been the switch mm-hmm. when i was in ninth grade they got divorced and my dad no longer lived with us and i feel like the pressure was off. Mm-hmm. So then I, I mm-hmm. felt like, and I've talked about this before, and I love my dad. Like, our relationship has gotten better um, as I'm older. But, like, I feel like that's when I actually started to, you know, host a talent show and mm-hmm. do things like extracurriculars. And uh, But anyway, even then, like, the love for performing and the love for comedy, it didn't seem like a feasible end goal. Mm-hmm. Because, like, what am I going to do? Just pursue this? Like, there's Jackie Chan, there's Lucy Liu at the time, like, we were brainwashed into thinking that there was no room for more, right. you know? And I actually remember being a teenager and thinking that Hollywood was for Americans. Mm-hmm. And that was, once again, the immigrant mentality of yeah. it all, you know? like um, So it wasn't until like I went to college and I started doing radio mm-hmm. and, I, and I ended up being on air here at 97.1 FM. And Carson Daly, Old Faithful, he gave me my 
first big break. Wow. Which is and, crazy. I didn't yeah, know that same. about you. And I was like, I grew up watching TRL. Oh my God, we love. <laughs> so, same. That, yeah. On the East Coast too, yeah. Yeah, oh, Carson country. Daly is a household name. You yeah. know, yeah. we love him. And he, he was very funny, very cool. He he was the morning show host. And I started at 97.1 FM um, at the bottom of the ladder, like street team, passing out stickers. And that job was such a roller coaster in terms of your dreams. You're so close and then you're, mm. you take five steps back. So it was a lot of that. But I did everything under that building. Like I really climbed up that ladder. I started doing social media stuff. Um, I was board hopping on the weekends, like midnight to 6 a.m. shifts because I knew mm. I wanted to be on air. And that's what mm. I decided in college when I did campus radio. And I was just so like, I was like, posting rap songs on SoundCloud and like doing like vines, like funny little six second sketches. Like I just wanted to do something. I knew yeah. I wanted to do something. Mm. And I, and you know, it, it really is like, it was a fire that's been deep down always because even with the 626, it's such a bubble, you know, mm -hmm. like very few people will get out and, and be doing things like this, you right. know, because also we didn't have the resources. We aren't, kids of famous people we are you know what right. i'm saying like yeah. we didn't have access to it so you really just had to find a way out and up you know so um anyway i did the most at the radio station and then eventually i started doing stand-up this was 2016 um and making funny videos that went viral and uh carson daly caught wind of it he was like wait this girl does stand-up and she like has these uh, funny sketches like why aren't we using her mm. so he wanted to meet with me and he wow. added me to the morning show sporadically kind of inconsistent but it was fun like I went on to talk about celebrity news in a funny way whatever and um, then I got my own show on Sunday nights so that also was like a really transitional year 2016 because that's when I also started acting mm. and it's because my manager who is my friend from college it's just all like I got I, I always feel really grateful for him because I knew nothing about the industry. Mm. This is my friend Colin Stark. Um, and to this day, he's still pretty boutique. He has like four clients. He was the general manager, just as like a college job of the campus radio station. Mm. So that's how I met him. And then we just kind of kept in touch on Facebook and stuff. And when I started doing stand-up, he and, and I was making the funny videos um, and posting it on Facebook. <laughs> Big year for Facebook, 2016. <laughs> um, he hit me up and he was like, hey, you're finally doing it. Like, I want to see mm. you do stand-up. And I was like, oh, come to my second show ever yeah. um, at Los Globos. Uh, 15 minutes. I, that was the hustle, dude. I was just like in DMs, wow. blind DMs, wow. like trying to get some opportunities. And the second time I ever did stand-up, he came and the next day he was like, like, that was great, whatever. I mean, it was fine. It was my second time <laughs> doing stand-up. But he was like, that was really great. And I was like, wait, what do you do now? And he was like, I'm a manager. And I thought he meant like of the Cheesecake Factory. Like I, I didn't know what that meant. And, and then so we got to talking and we basically had enough trust between us to be like, all right, let's make some shit happen. And at the time he had one client, Lakeith Sanfield. So at this point, I didn't know who Lakeith was. This was before Get Out, before Atlanta. I think Lakeith just did... Um, straight out of Compton. He plays Snoop Dogg. I, I didn't really know. I was just like, oh, I'm down, you know? And look at Lakeith now, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. So so that year, I started taking some UCB classes. Mm -hmm. That's how I found my community there. Mm -hmm. um, okay. And, you know, with uh, the radio, and at the same time, he got me like this co-star uh, on the show I Love Dick on Amazon. 
Kevin Bacon, Catherine Hahn, and that was the first time I'd ever been on a TV set, and and I just I just wanted more. Mm. You know, it just felt like oh, this is where I belong. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was like long story short, but <laughs> your question was about growing up in the sixties. <laughs> And suddenly I'm talking about Did I love Did your parents dick. approve of um, any of this or all so of it? So my yeah. dad has always wanted to be famous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He actually like, and I've included him in some things. He joined me on this like recent uh, unscripted Fuse show called We Need to Talk About America. So that was cool for him. And my mom has been on screen with me three times now too, <laughs> which is really cool. Just to involve him in any way I can because this is exceeding all of our expectations. Like mm-hmm. we never would have thought, you know, that this would be <laughs> reality. Right. Cuz the bar was set so low for people like us, mm-hmm. you know, to do the bare minimum and accept the bare minimum. So the fact that I'm taking my parents to a red carpet, like what? Yeah. You know, it, it's just love unfathomable, mm-hmm. ungraspable. This true American dream. This yeah. is it. My dad is definitely in awe cuz even when he came to LA, like like I said, he was always doing a million things. He was working at a casino. He was like doing a catering gig. He was on air in LA in uh, this Chinese radio station. Oh. Isan Ling Ling, 1300 mm. FM. Oh, my parents listen It's to a that. big one. <laughs> yeah. He literally was like on air. Like, I don't wow. know how he did it, but he did it, you know? <laughs> um, but but the, the root of it is that yeah. my dad has always wanted to be famous. He even has this, he still has this one McDonald's commercial memorized. He did this voiceover for a McDonald's commercial and he still like knows it like by heart. Mm. Um, so I don't know, to be able to kind of fulfill his, his dream, dream. Yeah. because you know, you can't blame them for not having the access or, or you know, or the resources like, or even just the ability um, to believe it can happen, you know, which is why we're so damn lucky, you know? Yeah. And my mom, she's always just wanted me to be comfortable to be honest, you know, yeah. like, because, the bare minimum of mm-hmm. it all, you know? Like, so right now we're just shook. Everyone's shook. <laughs> the entire WeChat group chat is shook. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And we were just saying earlier how in your mom's restaurant, she, you have three posters of the things that you're doing in right now, like simultaneously. <laughs> and it's just insane how much you're, you're, you know, the work that you're able to take on and how proud they are, you know, of you. Yeah, it, it's funny because my dad, you know, because of the want for fame, he was there for clout. He was there for <laughs> clout. So I, Ali Maki and I went to uh, my mom's restaurant to eat yesterday uh, with Randall Park, the yeah, one this, and only this Randall is for Park. for shortcomings coming yes. out in August. Yeah, yes. we just went just because Randall's been wanting to go to my mom's restaurant. And um, I guess my dad caught wind of it. And he printed these posters of, uh, first of all, Shortcomings doesn't even have a poster yet. It's out in theaters August 4th. Poster coming soon. Okay. So he, he <laughs> Where got, did he get this poster from? Yeah, he printed out this like interview screenshot that we did <laughs> at Sundance. It literally says Shortcomings, burning questions, <laughs> IMDB. Like, um, but it's a really, it was high quality too. High quality oh, wow, ink, okay. high quality paper. Yeah. And next to it was the Joyride poster, which is, you know, just also something happening, a, a, a big deal, honestly, out July 7th this summer. Tomorrow. And yeah, yeah, tomorrow. tomorrow for those watching. Yeah, we, we edit yeah. all day. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so tomorrow, wait, this this is coming out July 7th? July 6th, 6th, yeah. 
just don't take anything I say seriously. <laughs> um, but uh, Joyride, and the next to it is Good Trouble. And the specificity of this poster, it said it says, uh, outstanding drama series nominated by GLAAD Awards. <laughs> like, I don't know where he found this, but I was very impressed. Uh, but basically, yeah, they made this little step and repeat Aww. at my mom's restaurant in anticipation for Randall's Aww, arrival. So um, but really, for my arrival, I guess, because only the, the middle one had to do with Randall. Uh, <laughs> but we took a bunch of pictures. It was it was hectic in the best way. <laughs> that is but, so cute. And I found out that Randall, my mom, my dad, and Allie are Year of the Tiger. Oh, so that wow. means Randall is twelve years younger than my parents. Mm-hmm. Allie is twelve years younger than Randall, and I'm Whoa. Snake. I'm oh, 1989. Okay, Taylor Swift. <laughs> um, but it was a, it was a good old time. But they're just truly proud. Yeah, you know? I love that. I love yeah. that. I love that. Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swaddlers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swaddlers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With free and gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Just from you and you even just, you know, being here with us today, something that you exude is so much confidence. In your stand-up, in your Comedy Central stand-up, you mentioned that you're just getting used to being hot and funny. It's a trip. Honestly, it's a trip. Because when I was young, I had to bank on the personality. I was mm. not the hot one because I didn't wear makeup. Even today, I'm not wearing any makeup. Like, this is me in my true Well, you form. still look very beautiful. Thank you very much. Yes. Thank you. I, Although, is... I will say, every time I see you, you have been, like, full glam <laughs> out. That's events, you know? You mm. got to turn I'm it like, on. Damn. For my my toes are still numb. <gasps> oh, no. Gold gala. Oh, I was wearing these no. pumps. I'm not used to wearing heels, you know? Yeah. I, I, I'm very comfortably 5'4". You know? <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes, you know, to complete the look, yeah. you got to do the extra wing and the, oh my the, goodness. the extra height. Like the purple outfit that you had on during the, the premiere. Oh I was just like, and the buns. Yeah. Yeah. incredible. No, it's it's kind of a, a newfound uh, quality. I, I, I'm not used to being attractive physically. Like, tr- to be honest, like I've never been a petite. I'm, I'm, I'm like not tall, but I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm I'm little 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 slim thick. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, what did I coin? I coined a phrase. It was like thicky, thicky, <laughs> softy, softy thick. I don't know what I said. You give a soft serve. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It, it's a, the ice cream flavor. Add salt and straw. <laughs> it's more so like I didn't get hit on much when I was younger mm. because my friends were so hot. I had mm. the hottest 
ABG friends in 626. Like, God. truly. Like, they, you know, they did all the trends, the thin eyebrows, you know, when we were, like, 14. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, just dyeing their hair a cool color. You know, all that stuff. And at the time, before I had this, like, oh, I'm bisexual. I'm queer. I'm, I'm into women as well. So back then, it was all about the male attention, right? And yeah. I didn't really get that as much. I was always the funny friend mm. who said the darnest things, <laughs> who tagged along. Oftentimes, cock-blocked. Um, <laughs> because I'm very much, like, overprotective. I'm a helicopter mom when it comes to my hot friends i'm, I'm like okay <laughs> who's this guy <laughs> it literally wasn't until i think the year was 2014 I, I had just started my radio job my friend oscar um who is also you know a, a a queer friend of mine he and i were at in and out and i said something kind of airheaded or something like i said something dumb i don't, I don't really know what it was but he says oh, you're lucky you're pretty and i was like I'm pretty? Like, I literally was so shocked that someone called me pretty because I don't think I've ever heard it, like, just stated like that before. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, sure, I, I had my boyfriend in senior year, Yusuf. Where are you, by the way? I try to find <laughs> you on social media. <laughs> Yusuf is nowhere to be found. Maybe he'll watch this podcast. Yusuf has yeah, gone off the grid completely. <laughs> is he okay? Um, but, like, I, like, hooked up with people and I was, you know, I, I was hook up a ball. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but the word pretty, like, I don't know. It was just such an epiphany. Like, yeah. oh, at this in and out in Culver City, I'm pretty. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> but that was just even before, you know, I started really wearing makeup because mm. of TV and film and events and stuff. Because till this day, y'all, I have never applied my own makeup. Oh, they, wow. I walk out. Like, it's only for work yeah. or yeah, yeah. events when it calls for it. I have never applied my own makeup wow. ever wow. and and not that it's like a protest or anything but like i just i don't know this is me yeah. you know yeah. what i mean yeah. yeah and of course the version that you see that's contoured and hot that's also me now you know <laughs> um but yeah it's like to, to have she like, has range yeah, yeah to, range. Check, yes. to check the funny box and the hot box yeah. now yeah. pretty nice but i guess how would, what would you suggest for people who are trying to be hot and funny and confident mm. as you are you know i will say though that the the c word confident uh, it, it really is all about energy. Mm. Uh, just, you know, a big thing that, you know, one of the biggest compliments that people tell me is that I make people feel good. Yeah. And it really comes from a genuine place. I'm I'm yeah. also just so like, maybe it's the divorced parents. I'm Switzerland to a fall mm. and I just want everyone <laughs> to like each other. <laughs> that too. So yeah. setting yeah. that tone yeah. and providing that safe space is a part of it, you know? Like I just want people to... Um, be happy and and mm. it it makes me feel really good when people like you know see that because i want everyone to know their fullest potential yeah. you know like i want everyone to feel comfortable in a room and i want everyone to you know be able to speak out when they need to and and this wasn't overnight like mm -hmm. i definitely had my timid moments for sure when i was younger now we're in a place fortunately you know because of our trailblazers you know, Margaret Cho, Michelle Yeoh, like they went through even more problematic silencing mm -hmm. eras, yeah. you know, um, before I got to sit here and amplify voices in yeah. 2023. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm so grateful for those shoulders we stand on because I, I can't believe that we get to exist right now. You know, like how lucky are we that we can, you know, go to events and like, 
be at South by Southwest together. Like yeah. what? Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it's just, it it's wild. Never in our childhood did, did we think that this was going to be a mm-hmm. future for us. Never. For us to all. be in the same space yeah. as like Sandra O. Oh, like, what yeah. is happening? Yeah. Where are the hidden cameras? For you. When am I going to wake up? <laughs> for you be, to be on the same stage as the cast of Joy oh Luck Club. Girl, oh my gosh. That was so that special. Was such that was a That was very legendary. Yeah. That wow. was so special. And I... And for I, them to acknowledge you and everything that you're doing, right? And likewise, you to them. Like, it was such a beautiful moment. I have chills. Honestly, I have chills. Yeah. Also, because the AC is at an all-time <laughs> high. Um, but <laughs> I, I was... can't control that anymore. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> sorry. I was just so touched at these women of the Joy Luck Club who are also, like, grateful. Mm. So grateful. Like, I think that's the resilience of Asian women. Specifically Asian women. Because of what we've gone through because of what we didn't have Mm -hmm. like this perspective is just like unmatched like they are so grateful to Mm. be on that stage and we're like you y'all are queens you deserve to be Mm -hmm. on that stage like duh you know but because of like the scarcity back then and I'm, I'm quoting my uh dear friend and a lover on screen Kara Wang we have to unlearn scarcity you know and we're so used to that. Like, I shouldn't say we. The The generations before us mm. are so used to being tricked into elbowing each other at, to the top. Like, that it has afforded us, you know, this this community, this sisterhood now. You know, that, you know, and, and luckily with Joy Luck Club, they had that because they were in this special film that was, you know, a, a unicorn mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the fact that they made that together and they probably while they were making it felt the weight Mm -hmm. of how important it was and how rare it was and how impactful it was gonna be and for it to exist timelessly right i'm sure they didn't expect that part but it does and i'm so happy they still get the credit today for such a such a masterpiece you know and like such a testament of like our strength Mm -hmm. you know because against all odds we are we are here we literally are here and we belong here and that's you know what we felt making joyride as well like mm-hmm. this is a special <laughs> first of its kind movie and we get to do it together like me ashley stephanie sabrina cherry teresa adele all of that the whole team lionsgate point gray like we just made something for the first time and we got to do it together mm. that is special and that is something i don't take lightly you know and i and i know that like people are going to be blown away. And y'all saw it. Oh, we did. Gosh. We did. I mean, the fact that you said that it was a unicorn, Joy Luck Club was a unicorn of a movie. That's how I felt about Joyride. When we watched it, we had the privilege of going to South by Southwest to watch it during the premiere. You were also in the audience. Mm. Up in the front, we're in the back. It's a little <laughs> different. But like, we got to see it and we're like, this is such a good movie and everyone has to watch it. And we're not just saying that as your friend, but like it is legitimately such a good movie yeah. and a never been done type mm-hmm. movie it's before. never been done. Yeah. R-rated, unapologetic, raunchy. So raunchy, so well, raunchy. This girl over here. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, there's some raunchier things that didn't make the cut. I'll tell y'all. <laughs> Dang. Uh, at one point, I licked Baron Davis's forehead. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> that day. It was just wild, and he was such a good sport. That was so fun. All of our just cast members are incredible. The hottie Asian boys. Um, <laughs> yes, that too. Another All surprise. The hot Asian men, yes. Another surprise. Ultimate hottie Asian man. Chisel to perfection. That was a surprise for the audience <laughs> when he came out. 
I, I can't name it because we're one day. We're 24 oh, hours oh, yes, from, yes, yes, yes. from the, <laughs> yes, yes. the premiere. But yes. um, I, I just, you know, want to preach mm -hmm. that we are reclaiming our identities. You know, like we've been the punchlines for years and years through other people's lenses. We've been defined by other people. We've been put in a box by other mm -hmm. people. Now we're just reclaiming our identities and we're making fun of ourselves. Yeah. yeah. I think that's what's special about this. It's like, oh, honey, <laughs> we'll take it from here. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, this is my identity. This is my authentic experience. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll you know. Let us tell the story. Let us tell yeah. the story. Yes. You know, and all four leads could not be more different. Mm -hmm. That's really. also proving that we're not a monolith, you know, right. and it's so layered. Like every character has an arc. Like I, I couldn't believe it. You know, Ashley and I, one day when we were filming, it was late. We were, uh, we just wrapped maybe like a 12 hour day and we were going back to our hotel and I was just reflecting. Maybe this was the midpoint. Um, I was reflecting like, Ashley, everything we've filmed so far is important. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like every oh, wow. scene, it's like a big scene in this movie. Yeah. And we're just like, oh, I guess this is what it's like to be the lead. Mm. We've mm. never felt this. Yeah. You know, we've done so much stuff where we're just supporting and, you know, catering to someone else's story and someone else's point of view. And like, we are in every scene. Like, this is what? Like, mm. this is such a magical thing. And, and it's such a breath of fresh air being on that set as well, because there was so much trust between mm -hmm. us and the creators um, to play around, you know, and to find uh, things in the moment. You know, a lot of the the lines in the trailer were just like unhinged, you know, <laughs> moments. like, yeah. you know, riffs. Um, and I think a lot of times you mentioned yeah. that a lot of what made it into the scenes was just, yeah, you all just rifting off of each other and just being natural and yeah. funny. And, and, and first of all, the script. It was already just brilliant mm. on its own. When we got the script, one of the funniest things I've ever read in a script is Lisa too. That is so funny. <laughs> yes. I'm like, that is just so funny. It, it just, this film is so funny. And there's so much going on. There are all these set pieces. Like, you know, the, 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 threesomes, the blue wigs, the drugs on the train, <laughs> grandma's house. Like, there could not be more going on in this movie. And it's a tight 92 minutes, folks. A tight 92 mm -hmm. minutes. It's really, uh, really you well. Know? Yeah. It's like, it has the heart, it has the mm -hmm. humor, it has the yeah. horniness. You know, just like all of these layers. <laughs> the trifecta. Yeah, yeah really of being does. human. Um, and, and But yeah, the script already was just brilliant and just refreshing to, to read. And we, we, you know, we've all talked about the moment we saw the script and just I mean I just felt like I needed to be a part of this yeah you know and of course I did my due diligence and went through the you know auditions multiple rounds of chemistry reads and you know it was like probably three four months oh wow maybe three maybe three months of this process three-ish I don't know don't quote me but it was like <laughs> the whole summer of 2021 um was like just on edge you know anticipating like the next step um, and I feel really lucky that um, Adele considered me for this, you know, because Adele told me that the first time she saw me, I opened up for Ronnie Chang's Netflix mm -hmm. taping. Yes, I was there. Um, I too. Oh yeah, my God, so such good. a special night. Yes. Ronnie, adore. Ronnie is in every movie. Dude, we <laughs> were watching the trailer, they were like, he's literally in everything. Literally, yeah. I, I was telling Ronnie, Ronnie is in every movie that's the first of its kind. Mm. Crazy Rich Asians, Shang-Chi, Joyride. <laughs> he even... That's insane, yeah. That's he true. even may or may not have a cameo in Shortcomings. That's all I have to say. Wow. That's all I have to say. <laughs> That's all I have to say. 
That I just gave you a lot. Um, oh, oh, yeah, Adele. So Adele <laughs> hits me up um, April of 2021. And she essentially, and at this point, I think I just, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 2020, it's all blurry. The last three years <laughs> are a blur. So it was 2019, the Ronnie taping, I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess that's when she first saw me. And actually, that was the night I first met Randall as well. Oh, oh okay, yeah. Which, you know, so ho- my whole mantra is show up, yeah. be yourself, and people mm-hmm. will notice. Oh, because honestly, yes. Randall Park and Adele Lim, I doubt that they're binging good trouble. Like right. they, they they have probably hardly seen my on-screen work, mm. but immediately they thought of me because they know who I am yeah. and they know my energy. And like, they just thought of me for these roles. And once again, due diligence, I also, you know, audition for shortcomings, did the chemistry reads, all that stuff. Still have to, you know, earn it. But the fact that I was like a choice, mm-hmm. right, right. Mm-hmm. only because they knew who I was and mm-hmm. what I represent, that's a big deal, which make you know, yeah. it's all about just putting yourself out there. Um, that's my lesson here. Uh, but anyway, so Adele hits me up um, April of 2021. After So in between the Ronnie taping 2020, uh, 2019 and uh, April 2021, I met her at Kai Yu's uh, birthday dinner, March 2020. So then I, I met her and I was like, oh my God, Adele Lim. I was like, we have to get together, blah, blah, blah. But we never did because 2020, mm-hmm. March 2020, in the thick of it. So everyone, mm-hmm. you know, lost, uh, lost uh, sight of what's real. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so cut to April 2021. Adele messages me on Instagram and emails me, basically asking me, like, what's my schedule for the rest of the year like what what are you up to like what's going on whatever whatever i'm like oh blah 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 and she so we end up talking on the phone and she says there's this script um at at the time the working title was joy fuck club and um (laughs) and i'm like already i'm like oh wow what is this (laughs) and she told me about this character lolo that she sees me playing and um, how she wants the actor to have like a stand-up mm. background and um, that Lionsgate is involved, Point Grey, like it's looking like a theatrical, you know, it, it got greenlit, all that stuff. Um, and I was just shocked that it was real. Like I'm like, yeah. oh my God, this is incredible. Congratulations. Yeah. That's what I said. She said she was going to direct it. I was like, this is your directorial debut. I'm proud of you. Like this yeah. is incredible just already. And then we went on in the process and I'm still like pinching myself that I get to be a part of it. It's just like, what? Yeah. I could hear you talk nonstop. I feel like you could just have an eight hour audiobook. Well, I love a captive audience. You know yeah. me. <laughs> but I will say like being at South by Southwest, like first off, Joyride is amazing. Like there's being a theater walking away. You felt everyone felt the energy. Oh. Like everyone's like felt unleashed and hinged but i think the one thing that stood out to me because we had the privilege of, like watching you guys interview and interviewing you guys and also the the creators but like you had such a good dynamic you could tell all y'all get along really well you guys are good Very friends natural, and there's yeah. like also mutual respect for everyone yeah and then i was just like i felt that oh mm-hmm. thank you because it's real yeah. it's so genuine mm-hmm. the four of us have this bond that is unbreakable kind of mm-hmm. like what the joy luck club cast you know has and you know that's why it was so cool to be standing there as like this younger generation on stage at the gold gala as they like accept this award i mean it was just goosebumps um the four of us met separately um in different ways so obviously ashley and stephanie have their uh broadway musical background so they they have they met in that world um none of us knew sabrina Mm. sabrina 
Um, also does stand up. Yes, yeah. Sabrina is incredible. Like Sabrina is gonna blow people away. Like Sabrina is just the glue in a weird way mm-hmm. because in, in the movie, like Dead Eye, the Joyride journey is just very much about finding your community. Mm. Dead Eye is wiser uh, than their years for sure. Um, but anyway, so <laughs> Ashley and I. I could talk forever, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Ashley and I um, met on Instagram, um, actually, like, devastatingly after the Atlanta shooting Mm. because both of us had posted videos that, like, went viral, um, just our initial reactions. You know, she posted this video, and I posted uh, the spoken word thing that I wrote literally the night of because I just needed to express So Ashley and I uh, supported each other in these like videos that we posted about this tragic event. And we just started to follow each other and support each other. And um, so when we saw each other on that Zoom, our first Zoom, I think it was just me and her, Chemistry Read. Um, we were already familiar mm-hmm. and yeah. you know just like excited to be on this journey potentially together. Mm-hmm. Um, and with Stephanie, Stephanie will always say that I was one of her first friends in LA. Because Stephanie in... Whether it was end of 2019 or beginning of 2020, um, I watched all the episodes of Nora from Queens. And Stephanie was in one of the episodes, actually directed by Dan- by Daniels. No, the, by Daniels. <laughs> um, and I remember thinking she was so funny. I didn't know who she was, but I was like, who is this girl? You know, I might have looked her up. I'm not sure, but I knew her face. Couple days later, I see her in the wild. We're both wild. just like serendipitously at the CBS showcase, just mm. supporting friends. And I see you in the lobby and I just like beeline to her and I'm like, Stephanie, I just saw you on Nora from Queens. You're hysterical. Like, what's your story? I'm Sherry, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, I just moved to LA like two days ago. Like literally just moved to LA. And you know what's funny is she was there uh, about to film Everything Everywhere All at Once. Oh, wow. And I I was like, well, okay. Um, And I happened to that week have, uh, I had a get together planned at Capital Seafood on, on La Cienega with a bunch of um, other Asian actresses, Christine Coe, Diane mm-hmm. Doan, Allie, uh, actually Allie was out of town, Miki Ishigawa, you know, yeah. Kara Wayne, like, yeah. you know, Michelle Celine Ang, Arden Cho, um, Jessica Van, just to name a few. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you should come. Like, you have to join us. Like, you know, like, you're new to LA, all that stuff. And, you know, I'm just all about connecting bring people, bring folks. people together. Yeah, yeah, so she yeah. comes and then we have a good dinner and all that stuff. And yeah, like, that's how Stephanie and I know each other. And Sabrina, Adele was telling me about Sabrina um, when we were auditioning and just it was clear that Sabrina was dead eye. Like, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, I didn't meet Sabrina until that process, but that's my cousin, you know, dead eyes, Lolo's <laughs> cousin. That's family. You know what I mean? So the four of us, like what you see on the screen is real. The mm-hmm. chemistry. Like mm-hmm. even if you, when you watch us do press, we're like, oh, yeah. we can't yeah. touch so each other. With the each joke other. is that we're it. trying to start like different rumors. Like maybe one day I'll be on Stephanie's thigh. Maybe one day like Stephanie's hand will be on Sabrina's thigh. You know, Ashley and Sabrina will be holding hands in a photo. <laughs> we have so many photos like that where it's like any rumor could just be started. Um, but we're just that affectionate, you know, and, like on on set, we we developed this like telepathic language, mm. this unspoken like dynamic of of just when we're about to do like a take, we're just like oh yeah, but you, I'm okay, and like that, <laughs> and then we'll know exactly what we mean, and we'll hit those beats, you know. One of one of our favorite parts uh, of the film is this montage when we're about to get to my grandma's house, 
and we're wearing each other's clothes. I don't know if you noticed. We literally on set decided that'd be a funny thing to do to show <laughs> uh, the story of us bonding. Because at mm-hmm. that point, like we've already gone through a lot in this uh, journey in China that we we were just like enjoying the 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 Everglades <laughs> of of Asia and we're like what if we just like put on each other's clothes you know <laughs> so i put on like um Ashley's uh jacket and and or her blazer and then i think i don't know we just changed clothes and it made the cut and it was really cute um that really it's, it's about storytelling you know mm-hmm. it's about friendship you mm-hmm. know this this film at the end of the day it's very universal themes of belonging and chosen mm-hmm. family and just discovering who you are with a, a support system and that could not be more universal that could not be more relatable to everyone we always say this film is for everyone you know mm-hmm. it's it's funny first Mm-hmm. It's about friendship. Like it literally could not be more of a human, mm-hmm. human thing. So the cultural specifics in this film are, are just a bonus. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, like that's yeah. what we want. We want to normalize the fact that we are existing. The fun, like if you know, you know, like that's just mm. a plus. Yeah. You know what I mean? Joyride could not have more going on. Shortcomings could not have less going on. Like shortcomings <laughs> is this grounded, like raw like talking and and, and t- sitting like standing and fighting like walking and laughing like you're just like it, it's based on the graphic novel um you didn't even ask but i'm talking about shortcomings uh <laughs> randall park's directorial debut how lucky yes. am i to be wow. a part of these yeah. directorial debuts Seriously? Yeah. you know about time then, randall that's awesome honestly randall yeah. is is the, both of them are just like it's about time. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's about time. And Randall Park, who, I mean, I'm literally just giving you answers to questions you didn't ask. <laughs> but Randall Park is someone we've watched for years and oh, years yeah. and years. He's like, hilarious. Yeah. I remember seeing Randall on Wild and Out. Nick Cannon's Wild and Out. <laughs> oh, oh I did not Literally, he was in the first. Um, no, he was a full-ass cast member in oh, wow. the, the first season and second season, I believe. Maybe third. But he was wow. the original, like, token asian guy you know wow. uh before tim the homie tim yes um <laughs> but i remember watching it and and you know that's when he first came into my uh universe <laughs> <laughs> the randall park cinematic universe um and you know i i love like looking back on those moments because just like how i i used to watch ali wong on mm. the round table of chelsea mm. lately and she was you know one of the comedians that like chelsea highlighted because mm. they would just have conversations at the table and um like this was early on, you know, before I even knew like this is what I wanted to do. Mm. Like I was watching these Asian faces that were so rare. And I think because of how rare Asian representation was, we held on even tighter when we mm. saw it. You know, that's why the the heroes of, of our AAPI community in the industry like mean so much to us because mm. they were all we had, you know? Yeah. Like Romeo Must Die was one of my favorite movies, still one of my favorite movies. So Jet Li is also like a big deal <laughs> in my heart. Um, my point is I, I was watching Randall. Um, oh, even Sandra Oh in The Princess Diaries. <gasps> oh. like, Principal Gupta? Literally <laughs> brilliant. Uh, I no notes like just so good <laughs> like but it's a reminder that nothing is overnight right, especially right. for people like us like they really had to not give up back to Randall so Randall 
I always remember where I was. You know what I mean? I always That's remember. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So Randall, Absolutely. you know, obviously Walden now, fresh out the boat, always be my maybe, all the things. All He's the Wang in, Fu stuff too. First of all, yes, Wang Fu. <laughs> Wang Fu. I, I always give credit to Wang Fu, to Just Kidding Films, you know, all yes. um, even Tim and uh, and Dumbfounded and even Nora, like Aquafina, yeah. like all these like artists who put themselves out there on YouTube when there was no platform for us. You know what I mean? Like the YouTube, like uh, OGs, AJ, like they, Kathy, like all the singers. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I have so much respect for Phil and just all of that family, like, because they really made something out of nothing. Like that was the definition of being self-made. That was the definition of like amplifying voices, like Yellow Fever, Strangers Again, like literally... I mean, Harry Shum Jr. did stuff, mm-hmm. Justin Min, like, these are like... Allie, too. Allie, Allie yeah, like, these big stars who, like, Phil discovered. <laughs> no, but honestly, That's like, what Phil, he says. He's like, I want to start, like, like, a compound in 666 and just have all the Asian actors go through. Yeah, <laughs> he honestly needs, needs to keep doing that, like, because it, it's so, like, powerful to, to feel seen when, when no one was looking. Right. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. That was good. <laughs> That's going on a tote bag. <laughs> um, I, I really respect Phil, Wesley, and Ted because <laughs> um, they really like provided this stage. Yeah. You know, um, and, and, and just made things. Like, if you don't see it, make it. Yeah. That's what they did. Uh, so so I, I just fully like will always give give props to um, them and they're still doing incredible things. So I'm just so happy to coexist mm, um, yeah. now with all these people that I looked up to, honestly. Mm, mm. Like the fact that I'm even like homies with Tim and Dumb, like it's so weird because I knew who they were. Yeah. I mm. bought Dumbfounded merch. Oh, does he all, know that? I, I think so because I sent him an old picture. It was like an old, oh, old like uh, T-shirt back in the day. You know, I hope that like the people I meet out in the wild that tell me about their aspirations of being mm. actresses, like, oh, we'll be friends one day. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, we'll share the screen. Like, yeah. I, I'm always just like, keep going. Like, I, I can't wait to work with you. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, back to Randall. So, <laughs> so Randall, I, I knew him from him being Randall Park. He's also in both DC and Marvel universes, okay? He is the real deal. Randall Park deserves the world. Mm-hmm. Um, father, mm-hmm. husband, mm-hmm. just quality human. Um, so Randall Park, I've known for of for years, and then I finally meet him at Ronnie's taping, and then I see him around at events and stuff, so we're familiar. And it was March. It's always March. Why is it always March? <laughs> um, March 2020. Two, I, uh, okay, this is also another personal story. So in 2017, because I dabble in the rap and I dabble in the funny raps, you know, um, that's my side gig. I auditioned for Wild and Out in 2017 to be a cast member. Were you ever on? I feel like you were. So, yes. so I'll get to that because okay. I, I, that's all I wanted to be mm. a, a cast member of Wild and Out Ooh. in 2017. But the point is I didn't make it. I was devastated. I was mm. like, that's all I wanted to be on Wild and Out. And at this point, I think Tim uh, was already on it. Um, I wanted to be, you know, the, the, the female version of Tim yeah. <laughs> on Wild and Out. But I didn't get it. And I was so sad. I moved on and cut to 2022. They hit me up to be a celebrity team captain. Oh, okay. Wow. Full circle. Yeah. I was like, I yeah, swear no? I saw you on an episode for, yeah. <laughs> so, of course, immediately I'm like, I have to tell Randall. 
So I hit up Randall. And at this point, I'd heard of Shortcomings because I knew uh, it was a project that Randall was directing and a bunch of uh, whispers about uh, guys who were auditioning for mm. the lead. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know much about it at all. I hadn't read the graphic novel. I just knew Randall was directing this film called Shortcomings. So I email Randall. I'm like, number one. I like the list. I said, number one. <laughs> Walden out, Walden out, Walden out. Can you believe? Full circle. <laughs> number two, congrats on shortcomings. Okay. You're going to kill it. Can't wait to see it. Yeah. Mm. I had no idea. That's it. Just yeah. well wishes. He replies, Walden out, Walden out, Walden out. <laughs> congrats. And then he goes, you know, you're actually one of my top choices for a character in shortcomings. And I was like, oh. Wow. I had no idea this character existed. Mm. Like, I'll, I'll admit, I hadn't mm. read the book. And um, so I'm like, oh, my God. Wow. Okay. And he sends me the script. I read it. Love it. I, you know, audition, mm -hmm. do chemistry read with Justin, all that good stuff. I get the gig. We film it last summer, New York, San Francisco. A dream to film in New York, by the way. Just like, mm. what is mm. life? And then we get into Sundance. People love it as Sundance. Sony Pictures, Classics, uh, acquires it. And now we're going to be in theaters August 4th, 2023. Wow. Incredible. So wow. this was this like underdog yeah. that was unexpected and, and so special. Like in between, you know, when I film Joyride and when Joyride comes out. So I just feel so lucky because, like I said, the films couldn't be more different. Mm. You know? Yeah, there are Asian leads, but cannot be more different mm -hmm. the stories we're telling and um the personalities you know it's just uh so cool that i get to do these two different projects this you know r-rated big studio comedy in this sundance indie darling Oof, that you know range I mean? that, she got I mean, range yeah i'm shocked yeah. i don't know what life is oh my god but i'll take it uh but the point is uh, Randall Park deserves the world. What was <laughs> I lost my track? We love that. Randall. We love we Randall. Love Randall yes. Um, but it, yeah, that that that's just it's just all happening and and coming to life. You know these these labors of love, and I just can't wait for people to watch both of these films this summer. Yeah, you know, on the big screen, like this is what we deserve. And you know, there's a lot of cool things coming out soon. You know, with our faces and. I just can't wait to keep doing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. For yeah. sure. So we are going to play a quick game for our listeners to get to know you a little bit better. Okay. It's just this or that. Oh, simple. I love that. Yes. Yeah. Oh okay. God, I'm so nervous. Easy. Noodles or rice? Noodles. Yes. Noodles. Okay. Pretty. Wait, can I explain? Yeah, I yeah. kind of <laughs> wanted you to. Yeah. So uh, it's hard. What type of noodles? It's very hard. You know, I'm a true bi. I'm a true bisexual. <laughs> um, I love rice. Yes. I absolutely love rice. Mango sticky rice. Ooh. We love, we love, we love uh, just, just fried rice, of course. White rice with just some salty duck egg porridge. Mm. Thousand-year-old egg mm. with some pickles. I mean, I, I, mm. sushi. I mean, come on. Yes, yes. You got a lot. You Yoshinoya? You know <laughs> I love rice. Rice is life, yes. as they say. Um, but noodles. A bumper sticker. But noodles. <laughs> Versatile-er. Oh. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I, mean, I mean that was a bold named, statement you just named no, rice a back. lot of different I'm things I'm going back rice crispy rice spicy tuna crispy rice spam a subi rice oh crispy I don't know yeah, rice crispy right yeah. 
I should uh, you use rice or rice krispies? No. no uh, it's cereal. Popped rice. I okay. Think. Wait, how do you pop a rice? I don't <laughs> pop a rice. It's like a tiny little it is, like, like a popcorn. Dynamite it's like <laughs> cereal that. I don't know. It's, it's a called, different type of rice. Versatile rice. Rice is very versatile. Versatile. Rice is so versatile. Okay, but but noodles. Too. Noodles. I love pho. Bon Rio. Boom away. My besties are Vietnamese, so I know all about the no, the same. Vietnamese culture. <laughs> Uh, have you had the jade noodles at Love to Eat? No. Oh, now we have to. Neuro <laughs> Yeah. Beef uh, noodles. I mean, yes. uh, noodles. I mean. <sighs> noodles. Noodles. Vermicelli? Noodles <laughs> <laughs> All right. Noodles you can see through? Come on. <laughs> I think it might be noodles. That's true, right? You, know you can't see through. I guess my confession is that I eat noodles more often than I eat mm. rice. Okay. Ah, because what I will one. say about, because rice is so versatile, because rice is also like when we're talking about uh, with your tacos when we're talking about like it's also just in well there's like ramen too. burgers now too so you can put right. ramen in a taco one day right. so, yeah, oh. yeah. well there's rice noodles but is there noodle rice whoa <laughs> what came first the noodle or the rice <laughs> oh my gosh we're not high I promise <laughs> okay sweet or savory savory mm. yeah I'm a salty bitch <laughs> <laughs> vacation or staycation staycation perhaps mm. oh. because we like to be close mm. in case you know we find out the stove was on you know what i mean <laughs> if we're at a in a malibu staycation we could quickly drive home got to it. water the plant got it um and and you know with passports it's too much i actually you know what i actually don't love flying which is interesting oh. i maybe even dread the act of flying Oh. Not out of fear, but out of just like going back to Shanghai so many times as a kid. I mean, that's like that's 16 hours, that's you know, I, yeah. I developed this like discomfort. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I do it a lot for work. So, I, I mean, obviously, you know, it's a blessing to travel and like go to new places. But the act of flying, I almost I'm like, oh, I got to fly. Yeah. yeah. Core of no you, you're a staycation. Yeah. Type of person. OK. Yeah. Test the waters or dive right into the deep end. <sighs> I famously don't have trust issues. So I would say I go straight in. Mm, Ooh, I'm zero okay. to 100. I'm very extreme. I'm a true Scorpio. No, you're, <laughs> you're Scorpio. Extreme. Yeah, what oh, about you guys? Okay, I'm a Sagittarius. Sagittarius. Wait, when's your birthday? December 5th. December 5th. Yeah, why? That's Kara's birthday. It is. We talked about this. It is, yes. <laughs> my girlfriend <laughs> is December 11th. Okay. Yeah, oh my so God. So you love Sagittarius. Yeah. I'm November signs. 10th. And Jenna's September 19th. Virgo. Virgo. Okay. okay, wait, wait, one more time. I'm February 22nd. Pisces. All right. Emotional. Respect. Water signs. We're all emotional. Let's be real. <laughs> Acting or stand-up? Ooh. That's the last one. Ooh. That's the hardest because stand-up, that's my core. Mm -hmm. You know? I feel like because I'm a stand-up comic, that's a superpower that I can take into the acting world. You know? Mm. There's something like, I mean, just crowd work. Yeah. You know? Being able to do a solo sport. Yeah, it, it, it's it's not easy. Oh, it's very yeah. vulnerable, honestly. Yeah. Like, you know how many times I've been in a situation where people are like, "Sherry, say something funny." Sherry, oh, like, no. make us laugh, and it's like, it's so demanding, mm. you know. Yeah. Naturally, I'm hilarious, of course. I'll turn it on, but like to be <laughs> on the it, spot, it's, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot, you know. So there's always that like demanding aspect of it, and like, how do you respond when someone says that to you? I'm like. I'll, I'll I'll probably tell a joke like you know uh, what I'm not asking what you kind yet. of overalls <laughs> what kind of overalls does Super Mario wear denim 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 oh! <laughs> I'll do a popsicle joke ah, for them, yeah. you know? popsicle. just to, just to pay homage to the popsicles <laughs> um, that taught me how to do stand up no um, 
But I I feel like stand up, you know, as the first thing I, I ever did, and I say that because when you're funny in real life, when you're funny as a kid, I see that as a small form of stand up. You know, mm-hmm. when I hosted the talent shows in high school, like I wrote my opening monologues, you mm-hmm. know, like it is stand up. Stand up is me because I feel like I'm always doing it. Mm. Whether it's just like being chummy with the barista, you know, like I feel like that kind of performance is always like just authentically me. Mm-hmm. That's who I am. That's mm. a slice of my identity is stand up, you know? So um, taking that into acting is really cool because stand up is a solo sport. And with acting, it's a team sport. You know, you're bouncing off of people. There's mm-hmm. other people you have to consider. So I feel like I've learned a lot just in both worlds. I might have to say stand up just because it's it's the root yeah. that the core trickles into are. the other stuff. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. I love that answer. Yeah. With yeah. acting, it's just like God. You know, you're you're discovering layers of yourself. You know, yeah. I would say that Lolo and Alice, which is my name in shortcomings, also my name in good trouble. Um, so now I ha- one more, and I have to get that name tattooed. Yeah, like on my titty. <laughs> that and six two six. You know, oh, yes, Alice six two six. That's gonna be very oh, yeah. confusing <laughs> for my girlfriend. Uh, but um, I. I, <laughs> they, they're they're so similar yet they're just like different versions of me. Yeah. So it's really cool with acting. Like even the times where I have to like cry, you know, on screen, you really tap into something vulnerable inside mm-hmm. um, that you know is still a version of you. You know, like one of my um, good trouble creators, Peter Page, he once said something about like people say that actors are the best liars but actors are actually the worst liars because mm. what you're seeing is the truth yeah. is some form of like them you know just coming out through this character which is why it's so cool you know being an actor when you get to explore things that you maybe have deflected mm. you know things that maybe you don't want to face mm, um, it's like therapy yeah, when you're yeah. exactly yeah. Okay. it's so therapeutic yeah. honestly like even like so in season four of Good Trouble, uh, my character actually had this like stop Asian hate like story mm-hmm. um, in this arc where I was pretty much crying in, in like six episodes straight. And I happened to be uh, going through a dark time in real life. Mm. And the way the tears just came, mm. and it was my most powerful work yet mm. because I was expressing as Sherry through my character on Good Trouble. And it just was effortless and, and therapeutic, you know? So we're, how lucky are we to be able to express through our craft and Mm -hmm. to unpack through our craft, you know, and to storytell and for someone to watch that and feel inspired or seen in any way because of something truthful that I was going through, you know? Mm So um, it's just that ripple effect that I will always try to preach, like just put yourself out there, you know? Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Sherry. You are an incredible, incredible person, oh, incredible no, no, no. guest. You, really no. <laughs> you three, are you yeah. kidding me? I'm chopped liver compared to no. incredible beating hearts. No. <laughs> I mean, well, you've shared already so many projects that you have that are coming out this summer. One of them, once again, is Joyride coming out in theaters July 7th. Make sure to go watch it. Bring your girlfriends. Bring mm. your, I was going to say parents, maybe not on this one. <laughs> I mean, maybe. They might I, need to unleash something soon. Honestly, yeah. You know? yeah. Honestly, I might feel awkward next to my mom during that, yeah. those some yeah. scenes, no, but you know, it's all about bridging the gap. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. slowly, slowly. <laughs> but for our listeners, if they want to follow you online and keep up with your journey, where can they find you? It's Sherry Cola on Instagram. There's no E though. I'm still trying to get the E. <laughs> it's taken oh. by a white woman oh, yeah, in like Arkansas. Right. But it, right. yeah, there's no E. <laughs> I've hit her up. She's active. It's too much. <laughs> Hopefully, I'll get the E soon. Yeah. Nice. Yes. Thank, thank you, so much you for being here, my queens. Truly, oh my it, gosh, it's such an honor. Thank you. Such an honor. No. You're doing so much. Yeah, Yeah. we are. I love you. (laughs) (laughs) You too. No, it's an honor to even just have this conversation. Like, 
Wow. Blessings. Keep your eye on Sherry. She's doing amazing things. She is working. She's going to have more posters up on her in her, yeah. her mom's <laughs> we'll restaurant. Go visit. We'll go visit. Oh, yeah. Make yes. sure to visit Oriental, Oriental Express, Express Cafe, Cafe. <laughs> yes. in the 626. Yes, go. Bofa Mofa right after. Yes, the they're right next to each other. Yeah, we got to plug. We got to plug. And with that, we'll catch you all <laughs> yeah. on the next episode. Mwah. Bye. Bye. <laughs>